How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Jules Von Hepp. Hello, I'm Sarah Powell. And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence. Because we all wobble. On this episode of Wobble, we have Gina Martin. Now, Gina is an incredible activist and author. Gina lobbied for the act of upskirting to be illegal. She is an incredible aura and energy to be around, and she's very real and very open. It's an incredible conversation that definitely left us feeling inspired. Absolutely. She's incredible. She's just about to release her book, Be the Change, which is all about activism it's all about making those changes and it doesn't have to be a law change you know as she says it can be something that you want to change within your community within your school within work all that kind of stuff so it was an absolute honor to have her we're both a bit in love with her i think actually now and here's gina i want to dive straight in with the post your i think you posted it last night on instagram Um, which was about your food baby. Yes. Right. And I loved it. Like, honestly, it spoke to me so much. The thing that you put was being at peace about my body would be thinking about it less. It was never about my body in the first place. It was all about my head. Yes. Amen. Amen. First of all, (laughs) I I just want to say, oh my gosh. So first of all, I want to say thank you because I think you talking about your body in that way allows all of us to think differently about our bodies. I just wanted to know why it was so important to you to post that and and for that message I think because I have to be honest with myself I really don't want to be someone that's online that is like held up as this perfect remarkable person all the time and I think it's really important for me to talk about how I'm feeling at that moment and I'd just gone out and had the most delicious meal with Geordie Mohan we went to this vegan restaurant where they do like loads of diner food when we ordered it we were like can we get that much she was like no yeah yeah, you can get anything you want but there was like three trays of food and we just devoured and smashed all and really had the best Mm. night it was so good. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I love the, the misty-eyed so look of... It was really good. It's like romance to me, food. I love <laughs> yes. it. Um, and then we got home, and we were both on the sofa, like, groaning. My boyfriend's like Joey from Friends. Like, he's just he's obsessed with food. And I went into the bathroom, and I went for a wee, and then I was looking in the mirror, and the first thing I did when I looked in the mirror was being like, oh, look at my stomach, it's really bloated. And, like, automatically had that kind of, like, guilty feeling. 
Yeah. I think I've had that guilty feeling. I think most women and lots of people have had that kind of feeling around guilt for a long time because we're taught to be guilty about indulgence for some stupid reason. I had Florence Gibbons t-shirt on, who's a friend of mine that said like, women don't know you pretty at the time when I had a belly. And I was like, looked at my belly. I was like, that's actually quite cute. <laughs> I looked at my picture and I was like, yes, I'm so bored of that stuff. And it was really important for me just to say it because I think as well, like I've, I've considered the narrative about body positivity and that as the phrase, not even as the movement, but I've considered the narrative to be like, I either loathe my body like I did when I was younger or I love it and I adore it and I'm so proud of it and I get it out all the time. And actually, I, I sit somewhere in between that. Which I think most people do. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah, and it's not, I, you know, I think it's not about being body posy 24-7-52. Yes. But it's just trying to lean more that way than the other. Yeah. But that, that is a misunderstanding, which mm. I've had. My old story has always been hate my body, hate my body, don't want to look down. And actually, I'm like, oh God, now I've got to turn that ship all the way around to get to the place where I'm like oh my god I love every yes. tiny bit of it I love all of it so yeah that's why I appreciated your post so much to go oh great I haven't got to get there that's no, not the I goal think that's no. true and yeah. I think that you know the people who are really at peace with their bodies are the people for which their body isn't the biggest subject and for which they don't feel the most there's other things going on and I just think in the past couple of years because like I said in the post I used to be really fit and in my early 20s I went six times a week and I almost had a six pack and I was always at the gym and I loved it and I was yes healthier than I am now and I could walk up escalators without wanting to literally die <laughs> but Alban is the worst oh my god <laughs> they are such big Westminster's steps got they, are. they are massive you've steps. got little legs <laughs> yeah. they're the worst but yeah so thinking about it less feels to me like a really healthy place to be like I'm thinking about other stuff and it's just not here in my mind because you you talk so much about body positivity you do and I think that's given me permission because I haven't posted about my body before I think that's why because reading your stuff as well I think with body posy it's about um just being really open about everything like I loved that post because you were like I'm bloated but I've had a really good night yeah. and that's okay yeah I think you don't have to be happy in your body all the time and how you talked about exercise and working out and it was that life but now you have a different life and both of them are okay yes yes. but I I love what you said just then about if it's not the center of your thoughts and it's not the center of your attention then it means that you're coping with life and you're dealing with all other walks of life rather than just focusing completely on your body yeah like bodies change day in day out and they are gonna what your body is today isn't necessarily what it's going to be in two months time so there's no point hating it consistently and I think as well there's so much negative manifesting like I hate my thighs if you say that every single day then of course you're going to hate your thighs but if you just shift it to like talking more positively about yourself and accepting what your body is doing for you yeah I think that's a really important point accepting what your body does not what it looks like yes Yes. you know there's been so much particularly around uh, the conversation around periods for example that reversal from it being shameful and secretive to actually going oh my god like this is an unbelievable thing yeah that a body can yeah. do it can produce people for god's sake <laughs> you know like and it's but it is kind of shifting that around yeah. or going look how <laughs> look i can go up these big steps on this escalator and just yeah if you can switch to that that's yeah. huge and that's a hard thing to do i think yes only because that's the dream, isn't it? I think that is the absolute dream. And I just, you're kind of unlearning and you're unpicking literally years of the only message being focus on what your body looks like because that's your value. Yeah. So you're, you're literally doing therapy going through like the last 20 odd years of trying to get rid of some of that, the effect of those messages in some way. Yeah. But if we can get there in a small way, it can have a transformative effect on your life, I think. Yeah. I've, I've noticed the difference in my purpose and my confidence in the last two years just because of this that, you know, helps me walk around every day and, and helps me run and play and wrestle and boy 
boyfriend and do all the wonderful things, but this just isn't the focus of my attention anymore. It's so much more, it's so much more liberating for me to be excited about learning or excited about experiences or like, I never, I can't think of one moment where I've looked in the mirror about body and was glad afterwards that I'd pain myself over it. Yes. Such a wasted amount of time, you know? God, it, and it's so much energy, isn't it? Yeah. It's so much headspace and it's exhausting, yeah. actually, if you're constantly in that cycle. And I always talk about the waiting room, so placing yourself in the position of, well, when I change this about my body, when my Ooh. thighs are smaller, then I'll like them. When I've lost weight, then I can wear nice clothes or then I can enjoy this. And it's a really dangerous place because a waiting room can, oh my God, it can last for years. That is such a great way of putting it because that's such a visual that now you're thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Waiting sat room. there with a crap my magazine waiting. Yes. With a crap waiting. magazine. <laughs> it's always a crap magazine. It's always from like it's five years ago. It's always some bullshit mag. And you're just waiting reading that gossip column. <laughs> from two years ago. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> reading about Katie Price's marriage in 2015. But I yeah. also think it's, <laughs> yeah. about, it's about being in the present. And it's yes. about being right in that moment of like, this is what it is now. But yes. when you, I call them the wardrobe meltdowns. And like, it can come at any point when something just doesn't quite fit. Or if you, if you are feeling bloated or if you did have that meal the night before and you, you just look in the mirror and you try something on that maybe is a bit snug mm. and the meltdown starts yeah. and nothing's right and nothing works and you either have the choice to stay in the room and go onto the spiral of doom or you just break the cycle and leave and I always put on like Such elasticate anything with elastic in it leave have a green smoothie for lunch and just get over it yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Like, or have a burger in my case oh, no, I need <laughs> the green smoothie because it's so healthy and yeah, then I yeah, feel yeah. healthy and then it like brings me back but it's don't like my, marinate in the yeah yes. don't don't marinate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh what a Mar- vision. I love, my, I love the word marinate. I marinate it's really too good. much. Yeah. God, it's fantastic. I'm going to use marinate more. I'm going to use waiting room more. God, we're learning so much today, guys. <laughs> yeah. I love Swap it. and share, <laughs> isn't yes, it? That's it. Look, let's go, let's go right back mm-hmm. to, because um, I want to talk about the petition. The fact that you changed the law Gina I mean let's it's you know amazing. it is amazing because I think so many people have campaigns that they're really passionate about they start petitions mm. even you know and and especially now this sort of climate there's so much to sort of get involved with yeah. and 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 really important causes and there's there's a difference between that and actually getting a fundamental change in the law so how did that process start for you so that was July 2017 so I was at British Summertime Festival which I still can't say after all this time British Summertime Festival uh, and I was waiting for a band to come on stage with my sister and a group of guys who were hitting on me. But there's like 10 of them, but two of them were being a bit weird. And they were continually hitting on me and I kept saying no. And then I started to get angry. And then he made a really awful joke and I commented back something really cutting back to him. And he obviously grew kind of angry at me because he put his phone between my legs and took photos of my up my skirt on my crotch but he sent them to all the guys around him because they were sort of you know when you feel someone like laughing people laughing at you yeah. you have no idea why I was like well that's weird and then I looked in front of me and one of the guys was standing in front of me and I kind of looked around the side of him and he was on his phone and he even sent the pictures of my crotch on whatsapp and he was like laughing at them and they were all they all had them so I kind of grabbed the phone off him and held it up and got it away from him and started shouting about what he'd done and he like grabbed me and we got into a fight and then some people in the crowd, some guys were like, I was just, he was shaking me and I couldn't get away from him. So these, and these guys were like, looked at me and they were like, run. And they like pushed him and I like ran through the crowd to the security and gave the phone in. He ran after me. So I handed him in and the pictures were on the phone. Police came and then separated us and then looked at the pictures and then said, um, yeah, we've, they show more than you want them to show, but they're not a graphic image because you're wearing knickers. So there's nothing we could do. Sorry. And then just let us carry on with our night. I don't even think they kicked him out. And I spent the rest of the night like trying to dance and just like pretty much 
just devastated. And then I went home and they closed the case and I looked into the law. I was like, hang on a second. I know that upskirt pictures are part of the weird, insidious part of the kind of porn culture on the internet, like mm. non-consensual photos. Mm. I know that's a thing. There's no way there's no regulations against that. Like, what if I was, like, a kid? Like, what's going on here? So I looked it up and found out that they'd been illegal in, te- in Scotland for 10 years, um, but they weren't a sexual offence in England and Wales and in loads of countries all over the world. Every single country with this kind of legislation is different because it's digital technology and the law just hasn't caught up with it. So I spent about three weeks desperately researching that current laws, what I really wanted it to be like now. I started a social media campaign. I had a picture of the guys on the phone behind me by chance. I'd taken a selfie with my sister and they were behind me. I found it on my phone. I put it on Facebook and was like, share this around, put it on Twitter, put it on Instagram. I said, everyone share it was smashing it everywhere and then Facebook got in contact and was like you have to take that picture down because that's harassment because you put a picture of them up and I was like they've got a photo of, they've got photos of my crotch and that's not harassment but me putting a picture of them on Facebook like this <laughs> yeah. is I just got so oh, angry yeah. I'm angry listening oh to my that. god yeah. I was just yeah I was so angry and then I started a big social media campaign a petition then I started meeting up with lawyers and law firms got a lawyer called Ryan Whelan who's now a great friend and we were backed by their law firm which is global and then we came up with a political strategy and a media campaign and then we went into parliament lobbied the government for two years and then worked with them to fit, to get two bills through that eventually changed the law but that's the short version of the story <laughs> yes there was a lot there <laughs> it was such a, a complex and then we went to court and I hope you can edit that good luck was, yeah. good luck it's so much Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
just tell us exactly how the law changed and what is now illegal. Okay, so previously it wasn't a sexual offence. You could only um, prosecute with like an old common law that didn't really work. And so now um, upskirting is a sexual offence under the Sexual Offence Act 2003, Section 67. And um, it basically means that if you are upskirted, so if someone operates equipment uh, under your clothes of your body that would otherwise be covered by clothes, so if you've chosen to cover an area and that area is photographed, then you go to the police and you say, I've been upskirted, I know it's a sexual offence. You have anonymity, so you're protected, so more people can come forward. And there's a range of punishments from fines to them being on the sexual offenders register to two years in jail. Previously, they would have had none of that. Amazing. Yeah. That I mean, like, beyond incredible, actually. I just want to give you a little round of applause. <laughs> but, but also, I'm sorry that you had to go through what you went through yeah. in order for that to happen. I'm sorry yeah. that that happened to you. But I'm glad that you took this situation and did what you've done with it because there's not a lot of people out there that would have the confidence to do what you've done. No, I don't think I would. I I think if it had happened to me, I'd try and forget about it. Do you know what I mean? I think, but I have, that's the thing, I have for so many other things. Yeah. So I totally get that. Like I grew up with, you know, like I used to work in a bar and uni and the bodyguard, they used to wear stab vests because it was a really... Right. not a great part and um, the, the security guard yeah came up and like when I was like 18 and like lifted my shirt up and was like <gasps> was feeling my chest and was like just checking and not wearing a stab with vest and I laughed it off because I was 18 you know get your bum grabbed in bars been shouted up and cut like I yeah. have laughed it all off and I think it was just the last time I was like I'm sorry I'm not doing this again like yeah. I'm just overdoing that I'll just see if I can it was literally like I'll give it a go because I was just angry yeah, yeah. Obviously, you got the lawyers involved. You, mm. you got the sort of legal team around you so you could... Because you need to do... If you're going to do something like this, you've got to do it properly. Totally. Haven't you? You can't just yeah, sort of to be stand outside Parliament And shouting. I'm not a lawyer. It would have been stupid for me to be like, I'm going to do write the legislation myself. It's like, no, you're not a junior <laughs> yes. arts major. Get a lawyer involved. You can actually <laughs> yeah. do and that And the part. law firm paid for all your legal costs. Yes, pro bono. Amazing. Which yeah. is so wonderful. Incredible. People don't even know about that. I didn't, I didn't know you could get a lawyer for free. No no, 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 no. That's not what they tell you in the films. Exactly. It's That's a fortune. I yeah, an absolute <laughs> fortune. Um, so Jamie Windus was on yes. Wobble last week and I know they've been talking to you about mm. their petition which is going on at the moment yes. to get the way people identify on legal documents changed mm-hmm. um, and I know you've been talking to them about it and something that they said which I loved was that to do something like this you've got to go into spaces that yes. you've never been in before totally. you've got to go to court you've got to go to parliament and things like this and I loved the advice that you'd given them that you stand in front of the mirror before you, you go in and you talk to yourself. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. You go into spaces that A, you're not used to being in and B, you're not necessarily welcomed in. And those spaces are almost, they're almost created to only really make a certain type of person feel comfortable. And that's me as a white woman going in there feeling like that. So you can imagine what it's like to be anyone from any kind of marginalised community. But it's really hard to show up. I found it really hard to show up and be in those spaces and stand my ground when I'm surrounded by, you know, 60, 50-year-old men in suits who don't speak the same way I do, don't understand what work-class life is like, don't even think I'm work... You know, they're trying to make me feel small, and they do. And I would imagine quite a hetero world. Totally hetero world. Just straight white men. Like, that's it, pretty much. Very, very few women. The women who are in there are brilliant, but and also everyone's white. So it's just a very Mm. odd space to be in. But, yeah, you have to do those things, I think like we're all well I was a bit like oh I'm not gonna do daily affirmations or like that's all bullshit or whatever you know it's actually not like whatever you have to do just to help yourself get through that I would stand in the toilets in parliament look in the mirror and be like you know what you're talking about you know why you're here you're here for a reason go in and say these three things and I would repeat the three things I needed to the objectives from that meeting over and over again I just look in my own 
eyes because I think we tell ourselves so many messages in our heads, but saying it out loud and really getting it in is is a really positive can be a really positive thing. I think. Yeah. Well, you're you're a huge fan of affirmations. I mean, we both are huge, but, but that's now. positively manifesting. It's repeating it, it becomes true within your brain. So yeah. that it's like it's almost like revision for yourself. Totally. You keep reminding yourself. You keep putting it in. What I'm fascinated by is for me, this seems like it should have been done years ago, mm. and it seems so obvious that it would be illegal and people should be punished for doing for for upskirting yeah how hard was it to convince people in parliament because as soon as you said what had happened to you i was like of course yes of course. it's that, a no-brainer like, of course like that yeah. makes total sense what did you have to go through it was really it's really complex i think with, with politics because it, almost how do i phrase this in a way that is fair compassionate understanding and logic and human logic almost it does exist there, but it's so le- legislatory. Oh, and so very good. God. Sorry. <laughs> Can I have a vowel, Carol? <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. It's so legislatory. It's so like all legalese and it's so complex. It's it's really, there's such a process. The, the question was almost never, is this the right thing to do? Every MP I met as a person was like, yeah. But it was more, apart from Chope, but we ignore that guy. Um, <laughs> but it was more, is this something we can do? I'm not sure it is. We all want to go to parliament and be able there's so many there's millions of things i could sit in a room for nine hours and go this needs change this needs change we need to do this you know but it's how do i make that a priority for them how do i really show them and often agitate them into action because they're doing a million things every day it's not even that they they don't agree with it and they know it's an easy win and they also know it will look good for them if they do it but it's just well it's not really feasible right now you know we're in the middle of brexit and you're in the room asking to meet me to check you know there's there's only so many hours in the day there's only so much resource getting government time is a nightmare getting the government to have their own unique specific time for a one issue is like gold dust in parliament so much process so many um, questions it had to be so strategic and we had to be so well timed and we had to be asking for the right things at the right time in the right way with only the right people you know because just to get anything through there is is difficult I think even just for an MP with a private members bill so for to be me in my you know cartoon shirts like it's, <laughs> so it's quite how, hard I mean, how, so how did you do it like like was that all the legal advice to go it's got to be this person it's got to be this yes. time and that agitation that you mentioned how how do you do it so I was my role was media um, I'm very good at like media strategy and I'm very good at getting the public engaged on issues I was also good at I, I was the human story was like this person in the parliament who was going like you need to do this because I'm showing you here's all the stories from kids here's all the and then Ryan was the logical legislation side the law side the strategic political side yeah he knew who to talk to at the right times okay well we've talked to Labour about it so now let's go over and talk to he was all that and I think that combination was quite different because generally a lot of activists who do incredible work anyway but they're in groups or they're on their own and I think it was really complimentary the the power structure of the male lawyer who could find out what they're going to do kind of three steps before they did it and then the kind of passionate activist together I think that really worked but it was literally about going in and convincing MPs one by one to support the cause and we'd already written out all the legislation and we'd already got the big all the legal authorities in the UK to sign saying we were right about the solution so we were just trying to get them to support this one piece of paper and then table a bill Okay. so it was getting individuals and then creating basically an army did you ever want to give up? yes millions of times did you? yes it was really horrible. The whole thing was really hard. And did you have any sort of backlash? Not really backlash on like the issue, but more just like online abuse. Like just a lot. I've had rape threats for like a year and a half. I don't okay, know no, why. That's full on. That's really full that's on. Full yeah, on. really. Full. It's been really hard. And uh, how, how, I mean, how do you deal with that? Um, I started dealing with them. I would try and like educate them. Then it was like, that's not going to work. That's <laughs> yeah. stupid. And then I did it when I was drunk. That was even worse. <laughs> now I kind of do this thing where I write a response. It's really lame, but I write a response. 
in the box and then I just screenshot it and then I delete it so I feel like I've sent it. Yeah. Because I just, I can't not... Respond. No, yeah. I need to respond. But if I do, they just get worse and they're awful. And I also don't want to give them anything. Send me a threat of rape or whatever or violent threat and then I reply. It's exactly what they want. It's so crazy to listen that you've done such a good thing. What a world. I know, totally. What a world. You don't deserve that. You deserve a bloody flow. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get you a flow. Oh my god, that's all I want. <laughs> you deserve a flow, a it's tutu, go go dancers. It's all of it. I need that, please. Yes. That would be so much better. <laughs> um, we should talk about the book. Oh, I'd love to. Yay. Because the book is a toolkit. It is. In how to be an activist. I'm so interested if, like, if you can give us any nuggets of this because I'm going to use myself as an example. Yeah. So beauty industry didn't really use any other shapes or sizes until really Isle of Paradise came onto the scene gonna say that with pride yeah if I wanted to then take that to parliament and be like it needs to be legal that we don't use certain shapes and sizes yeah. how would one go about that so it's really interesting I think because I get asked this like so much with different campaigns and I'm like I wish if I wanted if I was gonna help you I'd have to sit with you in a room for three days and go through it because every campaign is like its own beast you're gonna need to talk to different people about different things your strategy is gonna be wildly different from anything else even if it's in the same sector because of timing because of what the um, objective is like it's just I can't even go A to Z but there are things that are easy wins and things that you can do that you need to keep in your head because whatever your um, roadmap is to getting there you'll need to do these things for instance one being in the book we see time and time again with I think with campaigns that people have the idea for the beginning of the campaign they start so they go okay I'm gonna um do a, a load of press about an issue and do an awareness campaign, great. And that's awesome, and awareness is awesome and great. But have you thought four steps ahead? So why are you doing that awareness campaign? So who are you going to then take that to and what do you think they'll do with it, depending on how it exists and where you put the content? I think we work forwards quite a lot. So mm-hmm. in the book, I do a big bit about how you need to set the end goal, which could be 14 years, could be three months, and then you strategically work backwards. So you put the blocks in from backwards at the beginning because then you know you can get there. Mm. Also, everything from like, in the book, is like practicals of writing a press release. Like people don't know how to do that, how to find all the contacts to send your press out to. I didn't know that. You would know that because you're brilliant and all that stuff. I had no idea. I, I would was have like, no idea. No. Um, I just hustle. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just That's what the book is. The book Jules just says hustle. Do you also see everyone in their pants? Which I really just, helps. Yeah. I just do face to face (laughs) wrestling. (laughs) So good. Um, I think activism aside, that having that goal, whatever it is in your life, something that you want to achieve, a change that you want to seek, I think that can be applied, that that um, strategy of starting with a, an end goal and strategically plotting backwards. backwards. Yeah. Because I know Lucy Sheridan, who we love, and we've she's had, oh, she's amazing. She's on, she We're was on obsessed. Wobble Series. We mention her whenever we can. Oh. Wobble Series 1, just incredible. She says, when you know what you want and you are here, everything just in between is just problem solving solving exactly right which i think you can apply to anything totally and i think we often don't put that end goal out there because often that end goal is far past the line of where we're comfortable with it going yes if i'd gone my end goal is to be in parliament in july 2019 i would have gone that's stupid gina they're not gonna be there that quick and also what who do you think you are you know so it's getting past the fear of being like i'm putting that there it might move it might shift but if i can put all the problems like exactly like lucy said if i can solve all these problems in between then i've got the roadmap already set out to get there even if it does shift i've got a skeleton that i can go by i think that's something you have to do i don't i don't think uh you know i could have gone okay i'm doing a petition and then been like what do I do with it if people yes. sign it? You know, I love, love what you just said about being scared. 
of making that goal. Like for you going, I'm gonna change the law. Yeah. For you launching your own tanning brand. Mm. You know, those things that we, they're sort of like our secret wildest dreams, yes, aren't they? they feel too like, much to ask. They do, mm-hmm. don't they? And yeah. they're not. No. They're just not. And we've got to keep going with those. We've got to, because if I think if those goals and those get passed to one side, we're always going to feel that. Yes, totally. You know? Totally. I think we all have to have that. Also, isn't that what it's about? Like, why else? Be here. Yeah. Have wild dreams you yeah. want to do and stupid things you don't even think you worried you can't achieve. Like, that's the point of life. Like, go and try. Yes. It's the fun is in trying. You and know? what's yes. the worst that can happen? You fail. Yes. Like, that's it. You're, just you're not exactly dying. Like, Nothing's got worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Failure has, I, I think failure has not become such a dirty word yeah. just yeah. in the last sort of few years. I think that failure was always like, oh my God, you don't want to fail. Like, yeah. how embarrassing. What would people say well if you get this chance you'll never get a chance again you know and these... we know where that comes <laughs> from don't we the generation above yes. don't <laughs> fail what will people think so well that's true. it all of that but i do think we're reclaiming it we i are, think yeah. that word is getting reclaimed so yeah which is the idea that yeah you can fail because you tried that's amazing and what did you learn and oh, sorry i just <laughs> i just just gesticulated wildly i was like i just saw a meme the other day it's really good about this it said people are scared of starting over again but starting over again isn't starting from scratch. Starting over again is starting from experience. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. So that's so true. Yes. But I don't believe in mistakes. It's learning curves. Totally. Absolutely. And there's totally. so many amazing stories about entrepreneurs and people who've done incredible things that failed so hugely, like so yeah. massively before they got anywhere near anything that looked like success. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. When's the book out, Gina? <gasps> Yay! It's on June 13th. Woo! Yay! And you're doing a book tour. I feel like you're going <sighs> everywhere. Oh my god! Apparently not. People are very upset. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I had to put a Bogner, thing up. Bogner, like, <laughs> calm down. I'm not, <laughs> no, Bogner. I'm not Sting. I don't get to choose and do a 50 million day tour. But um, yes, going out with the book, going to Liverpool, Manchester, Birmingham, Bristol, obviously in London. We're going to be going to other places as well after launch, but. Um, basically I really want to facilitate conversations with activists from those cities could be a kid who's doing something really interesting Amika George who's brilliant who's doing London with me and just like really get to the kind of base level of like how you can start or bring about that in you if you don't because a lot of people because activists are just a person who tried a thing that's literally what an activist is we talk about activists like activists remarkable people they're not remarkable people they're just people who pushed hard and didn't stop that's literally all it is how do we get to getting practical knowledge from these activists who have actually done amazing things because I think there's a quote my friend always says, which is like, when we say, like, go girl, often at events, I'm like, yes, go girl, but I'm already going girl, and I still <laughs> don't know what to do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, keep going. Keep going, yeah, yeah but I, I don't know what peddling. to do once I'm here. Like, so practical advice, really, like, teaching people how they've done what they've done. Fantastic. And hopefully people come away with an action they can do that'll make the world a bit better So place. should people contact you before they're going to come? I'd love that. Contact me always, yeah. People, you can buy tickets um, from my Instagram um, and from Twitter as well. We'll be putting a lot more stuff out um, in the next couple of weeks about it. Yeah, they're all at Waterstones, and you can buy them from the Waterstones um, websites as well. But it's just really, I just really want to have positive conversations, you know, in these rooms and get people excited about the idea. It can be like just changing the something in your school or it can be in your community. It doesn't have to be Parliament. The book is not written about changing the law. The book is how to change, even from consumer spending all the way up to Parliament. You know, it's every level. I just want people to really believe they can do that because I don't think it's helpful for me to stand up here as some, like, oh, yes, I changed the law, remarkable. It's like, no, I was really horrific and I just really tried <laughs> and I learned along the way. That's literally how I did it. Gina, we always ask every guest who comes on Wobble, what is it in life that makes you wobble? I'm really bad with organisation and I get really stressed out with the fact that I'm not going to be able to deliver something to a perfect quality. 
it's basically letting people down. If I let people down in any way, if I don't supply the best of my work, if I don't make the birthday party the best party ever, if I don't, if I, if I feel like I've not done the best for someone that I care about, I get very upset. And letting people down in some way, I really, the worst thing is the idea that someone would be disappointed in me. That, like, even now saying it makes me want to cry. Right. Like, I get really worried that the people I love would be like, oh, she wasn't there for me or she didn't do this. That really upsets me. So I wobble if I don't do my best. I wobble, which is probably a not a good thing. Well, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's potentially a perfection drama. Yes. There isn't there, which can be really frightening. And if it affects people. I don't care. The funny thing is, is if I mess up on my own terms and it's only me that has to deal with that, I really don't care. I'm like, oh, I'm a human, did my best. But if I let other people down, I get really upset. Yeah, making I think that that's makes me wobble. Quite a creative brain yes. doing that. Like, um, I yeah. read a book. Um, it was like basically a coping mechanism if you are creative through life, and it just absolutely changed the, my whole outlook wow. on my day to day. Because it says in the book that our creative brains create things, and we have ideas, and we're all really happy, and we like like making things. Yeah. And when things don't go our way, that's when all the self hatred starts. And it's actually we're not bad people. No. We're just creatives. Yeah. And like, that's a thing. That's really interesting. I'd really like to read that. I'll send you the link and we'll put it in the description yes, below. Absolutely. It is an incredible, yeah. incredible book. Okay. I think we also love people. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I think, you know, I think if you, there's a lot of humanity in that actually about not wanting to let people down. Yeah. I think it's just because you like people. I think and that makes sense for me because my relationships are kind of everything. Yeah. I honestly could, you could take my work away, you could take anything, like my friends and my family, that's the most just sacred thing in my life. So I think relationships and being there for people like that's probably why I feel like that that's yeah. probably why that's my thing because they are my family and friends are my thing you know yeah. which they should be yeah. do you know what I mean God, they absolutely so if you're well. going to choose something it may choose as well be that there. yeah totally um, Gina what an absolute honour what a joy I feel like we'll get for having we'll, we'll put you an on a float incredible incredible <laughs> chat I've, I've loved yes. it oh you guys you're the best Gina is an amazing example of somebody who had a horrible experience Mm. and could have left it there easily and just gone, do you know what? I'm just going to forget that that ever happened to me. And she has had to retell it so many times to get her point across. She's had to listen to other people who have had it happen to them. She's had to go through it again and again and again in that way. And what a positive, huge, amazing thing to come out of it. It was very raw when Gina was telling us the story. Like, and I know she won't mind us saying that, like she had tears in her eyes when she was telling us about the moment where the picture was taken. To take it from that rawness and that horrible experience and then put all of that angst and channel it down the funnel and into energy and make it into a positive thing that she has lobbied for and been to parliament and had to stand there as a creative woman in a room that is not really identifying with what she's about that's so difficult and she just deserves like a medal of accolade yes. like I hope she gets an MBE for doing <laughs> yeah. what she's done I hope she deserves it like it's inspiring yeah. and I think the conversation with her there's so many incredible bits of wisdom and advice and I think her book tour if you are in the areas where her book tour is go down and meet Gina go on your own it doesn't matter like just get a bit of Gina's energy because yeah. God it's good Gina thank you so much for being on Wobble just what an incre- it's one of those episodes we say this all the time on Wobble I will listen to that episode again and again Same. because there's over so many things there's so many things she says and the way she speaks and the way she expresses herself is just so brilliant so Gina thank you so much for coming on and um, we're almost at the end of we series are. three we've got a very very special episode for you which will be out next Wednesday and it will be the Wobble Live, right, which is happening. Um, it's happening in association with Olivia Burton. It is Mental Health Awareness Week next week. So we're going to do 
do that in honour of that. Amazing guests. We're really looking forward to it. So yes, it'd be lovely to have you there. Uh, please do like and subscribe. Don't forget three whole series of Wobble to go and dive back into and to get some little nuggets out of as well. And we will see you next week for a very special episode of Wobble. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.